Yo, but... <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is a thumbs up? Yo, what is up? You have found We Like the Blazers. I am Brandon Goldler, and as always, right over there with a hat, with a beard, wearing an NBA hoodie, how apropos, it is Ryan Whitledge. Ryan, what is up, man? I, I feel if we do a basketball podcast uh, specifically related to a team or a sport uh, that I should probably wear some gear associated with that. Does, does the Portland Marathon shirt count? Because it does say Portland no, on it. No, just general athletics and does not count. So I try to either wear it. Yay. So is there's we also kind of close to the Moda Center. How do we know that that's Portland, Oregon? How is it not Portland, Maine? Because the skyline is very clearly Portland. It has all the neighborhoods of Portland, Oregon in there. You, you mean the thing that we can't see because your mic's in the way? Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I try to wear NBA-related gear. Also, um, I'm a big hoodie guy. Like, I, I will wear hoodies in the summer and just go sleeves rolled up and call that good. And so probably 90% of my hoodie collection is sports-related, you know, between either just general NBA, Blazers, Ducks, Patriots. I got a couple Seattle Mariners things. So. so you're a hoodie guy. What is your opinion on onesies? I've been seeing these Instagram ads ads for these onesies but it looks like a hoodie and sweatpants and i'm just like well then why don't you just wear a hoodie and sweatpants i don't quite understand not, it can't do it i'm not a sweatpants but guy i'm a sports short guy there we go i just i can't See, imagine my, unzipping I, I, my entire outfit to take a poop i just couldn't do it <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm a sports short guy i i i have a couple like fleece pants for like if it gets really cold but uh the wife has requested that i never wear those ugly son of a bitches ever again um <laughs> uh past you that around the house just to hang out like no no and so there was a time where we were shopping here a couple weeks ago and she was like hey there's some gray sweatpants over there you should go look at those so i've i've i now own a, a pair of gray sweatpants and those are my lounging around pants so that's funny i mean it is uh there has been a market uptick in the kind of like stylish tailored sweatpants market where it's like you can relax but we need you to look kind of good i guess i feel like they're zoom pants they're for when you're at work on zoom working from home but you want to like pretend like you're actually well put together but you're actually just lounging so zoom pants i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna pretend that i even know anything about that world as somebody who has (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) like this it's basically what we're doing right here just do that for eight hours it's basically what it is uh but that's shoot not me why now shoot me now uh, you know actually one more thing i have to mention too it is getting so dark and it's really annoying i bet that for people if you're watching this on youtube you should totally follow us at we like the blazers on youtube that by the time we are done with this 45 ish minute episode that like the windows behind me will be much darker and that my face will be much brighter i mean it's already looking kind of gloomy i love the fact that you know we're maybe i think when i drove to your place a little while ago you know it was like 12 miles or something like that from my place to your place it looks like it looks like it's super bright super sunny outside i'm just gonna rotate the camera right over there (laughs) it's like pitch black out my window so like somehow you cross the river over into or like is this the uh is this that classic meme where like you see everything that the sun touches that is yours what about the dark places we don't go there me in the couve am i in the dark places 
No, you're not. These windows in particular, there's like there are no trees or anything. It's just so. And also, I turn up the brightness on Zoom to make me look a little bit brighter because I don't have the best light in front of me. So it does look brighter than it actually is. But it's going to get darker by the time we're done with this episode. And maybe by the time we're done with this episode, Ryan, we will be getting some news about President of Basketball Operations Neil Olshay because we learned right after we recorded, like the day after, I feel like <clears throat> golden had- rule of podcasting news will break when you're done. News will break when we're done. We were done. It did break. Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports. Also remember very close with Damian Lillard. Also remember that he was in Portland for a while, I think, with CSN, Comcast, Comcast Sports Northwest at that time before it turned into NBC. Yeah, NBC anyway, Sports Northwest. Portland ties close with Dame. Now with Yahoo, one of the most respected reporters in the NBA broke the news that the Blazers are investigating Neil Olshay for allegedly creating a toxic workplace with bullying and intimidation. So this news dropped on Friday today being the following Thursday, uh, Quote, employees alleging a toxic, hostile work environment where staff members have been subjected to intimidation, profanity laced tirades, among other bullying tactics. And then a few days after that, Chris Haynes also reported that that investigation, which is being run by Old Mavaney and Myers, which is like a white shoe law firm who has experience running these kinds of mm-hmm. investigations, that the investigation has been expanded, that it was expected to wrap up shortly, but now it could last a few weeks before ruling on Olshay's future is determined, and it's extending its investigation to people who used to work for the team and people who currently work for the team. Mm-hmm. But let me pause. That's not even all. We have got, even some got, more breaking news, but yeah, go for it. I got, I got three things real quick on that. Okay. Shock and surprise, Neil O'Shea's an asshole. Shocked. Uh, if the firm is going to be investigating, um, if they want to investigate this fully, I feel as though they need to talk to all Portland local media about how Neil O'Shea is an asshole and maybe start questioning the entire Blazers fan base about how they feel about Neil, Neil O'Shea being an asshole. <laughs> if, if we're going to get be all encompassing and then, you know, the, the if only it thing, were that he was just a jerk, if that's really all it was, if only, th- but continue. I think, well, I mean, think, we'll, God, we'll get to think, that in a second. What's your God finger? Uh, third thing is, is just, <laughs> this is, I mean, it was a Friday news dump and I'm not going to lie. Like it was, it was an eye roll for me because I'm like, okay, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. I just keep coming back to this, but it's all right. So they're investigating him for that. I'm not trying to, well, like, I disagree can, fundamentally. Can, That's not what can, they're investigating him for. What, what's your take on it then? I'll give you my take, but first we have a toxic workplace environment. Sounds like asshole to me. Uh, There's a slice more breaking news and then we can argue about it, which I can't wait to do with you. But we also had Dwight James, longtime Blazers reporter now currently not with an outlet, but he said that he expects that there's going to be a Friday news dump. Um, uh, they may have some Neil Olshay news tomorrow being Friday. And then we just had Jason quick was on the locked on blazers podcast with Mike Richmond. And Mike was asking him about this entire thing. And this dropped 30 minutes ago. And quick said, quote, I can't recall any action like this from a franchise and someone keeping their job. Then he went on to say, quote, I'd be surprised if there wasn't action even before the investigation was complete. Richmond clarified with Jason Quick, does that mean that he'll either quit or be fired before the investigation is complete? And Jason Quick responded, yes. So as it's <laughs> way to sta- cover all your bases. 
Uh, correct. Well, that, that's the that's the latest and the greatest, and maybe something will break as we're recording right and, now. But and so with that breaking news, I, I threw out a tweet. I, I, I quote tweeted the Dwight James thing, and thank you for actually mentioning that he's not currently with an outlet because he is yep. getting, and we'll touch on this here in a little bit. He is getting a lot of backlash for why is he not doing more reporting, and you know, with the belief that he is a Neil O'Shea mouthpiece and yada 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 whatever. But yes, it is important to note that he's not doing more reporting because he's technically not required to. So he is at the moment, no different than you or I in just spouting off random Twitter opinions, but I did quote tweet him. And with that, with that bit of news, breaking news that we should hear something tomorrow. I put out the betting lines on for when we will hear that news and they are as follows. So at tip off of the game tomorrow, I set at five to one okay. halftime of the game tomorrow. That's your long shot odds. I have it 20 to one. Anytime after 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, two to one, noon or sooner, 50 to one. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Um, and I, I mean, I do want to discuss with you what we think this because we don't look, we don't have all the information. We don't know what the investigations uncovered so far. I will mention two other things though, before you and I talk about it, that one, we did hear from former Blazers player, Dan Dickow, who was in the Blazers coaching staff, wanted to get into their front office during the transition between uh, Chad Buchanan and Neil Olshay back in 2012, had a bad experience with Olshay, talked about that on his podcast. And then we also heard from previous NBA assistant coach, Barry Hecker, who went on John Canzano's show and yeah. talked about Olshay and Olshay's history of quote, fear-based leadership with the Clippers. So I, here's, so here's where I'll start with like, what does this mean? Cause you mentioned before, you know, Olshay's a jerk. He's an asshole. Well, yes, he is, but that's not why he's getting investigated in my view. And again, we don't have it in front of us. We don't have mm -hmm. the results yet. Yeah. This is not about him being an asshole. This is about him a person with power, a person who controls people's livelihoods and careers using intimidation and fear in his position to make sure that people route information through him, that they don't cross him, that they don't speak ill of him. And that the consequence of that, if you were to do any of those things, is that you would lose your job. That's different from you being an asshole. That is messing with people's livelihoods. And I think that ultimately that's the crux of this investigation is that people were in legit fear for their jobs and careers. And I don't think you can ignore that aspect of it. That's what I'm, I'm gonna, taking away from all of this in some. I'm going to I'm going to try to tiptoe this line here as as much as I possibly can, because I'm not going to try to come off as an apologist for Olshay. I mean, my my big disdain, Olshay apologist, Ryan my, Willage over here. My disdain for him is long. You've been well banging the drum for Olshay since day one. You yep. I heard that you photoshopped I, his head onto a penny and says in Olshay, we trust. Oh, no, that was me that back was, in 2013. That was, that was you. No, I, I hold his coffee. <laughs> I hold his coffee for him when I go on his jog around Lake Oswego with him. There so we go. That, that, that's yeah. my role. No. Um, for one, uh, I agree with everything you said that, but that I boil it down to the simplicity of being an asshole, uh, and being an asshole boss, uh, where it's weird for me is because when I hear that stuff, I say, okay, that sounds like sports. That sounds like anybody in management in sports. That is, that has been the long running way that things are operated now, but where I'm saying I'm trying to toe the line here is because just because 
something has been, and this has been a, a big topic of discussion in our society for the last four to six years. But just because that's the way that something's done doesn't mean that's the way that it needs to continue to be done. The goal is to improve upon things. So for one, am I shocked that that's how Neil runs his front office and and his staff and how he wields his power? No, I'm not. Nobody's because- surprised by that. And and would I be shocked to hear this coming out of any other organization, any other about any other GM? No, I would not. Um, or in any sports franchise, it's I it's there's it's 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 not shocking because it's accepted. But I'm glad that whoever was the one that ended up pulling the trigger on getting this investigation rolling is doing it because there are important things that need to happen in our society and in these things where people in position of power do need to be held accountable and, and not just get a carte blanche to act however they want. And so I'm glad that this is coming to light. So it, it's, this has probably been the way and the Dan Dickow piece really laid into this of like, if this is how he's going to act when he starts and he's trying to, impress people. I I can only imagine like how it is nine to 10 years later, you know? So it's, it's not shocking on the one hand because that's how sports works. That's how the hierarchy of these things work in the business world and sports world, whatever. But again, I'm glad that it's coming to light and it's actually being addressed. As far as the investigation goes, I know a lot of people in, you know, social media, whatever, want to make their jokes of why is Neil O'Shea not fired yet? Why is he not fired yet? Well, I don't know if Blazer fans followed the news of the summer and what the Blazers current track record is with doing investigations into things, but I'm fairly certain they want to take their time to knock this one out of the park. And to be fair, it sounds like this one is independent in a way the investigation that they did into Billups wasn't, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of investigation as well, which by the way, isn't it, amazing how when an organization and I threw out this tweet before I'm going to take credit for it, but before more well-known oh, big people take credit and more, for something. Big surprise, and more, Ryan, and, big surprise. And more respected reporters put out the, the tinfoil hat theory. I literally, I timestamped some of it and I'm like, Nope, I said it first. I, I put out tweet <laughs> tinfoil hat. All of this is, is their way to look for cause they want all Shea out and they need to make sure that they're eyes uh, are dotted their T's are crossed and they're looking for cause. But on that note, isn't it amazing when it comes down to how can we save a few pennies, how much more willing an organization is to put time and effort into doing a proper investigation. Wow. I, so I think that's a really interesting point. I'm still, I don't think I'm all the way there with this is manufactured by ownership in order to get him out or that's not quite what you said. That's not quite what you said. I don't think it's manufactured in any way, shape or form. I think whatever allegations came to light are real, but I think that if there were starting to be questions about if they want to keep all if he's the guy, if, if, you know, seeing how this season has started or whatever, or if attendance issues, because attendance has been down, I think they've announced they haven't had a sellout yet this year. I've been to the arena twice. I've trust me what their announced numbers are is not what's there, you know? So if, if it's now affecting a pocketbook and they're, and they're looking at, you know, what do we have to do? And they have this, little file of Neil O'Sheaisms that they can go back to. That's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I don't think it's manufactured in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I, so yeah, as we stand now, 
it sounds like, you know, Dwight Jane said something. Jason Quick said something suggesting that we're going to know something fairly soon. Both of those dudes, for whatever you think of their work or whatever you think of them, they're pretty plugged in. And I think if they're both saying that, that it's not they're not making that up. So I suspect we're going to hear something tomorrow. I suspect it's going to be Olshay is fired at this point. It's pretty funny. You know, even a couple days ago, the people who were most invested in defending Neil Olshay at that point were, in my view, also invested in protecting what they thought was their God-given right to treat other people badly because they feel threatened by their actions actually having consequences. I tweeted that out at GoldenPDX if you want to follow me. Is, is there and, a parallel between anything else going on in the world and that? I don't know. Just something to think about. Never mind. Go ahead. Well, and so at this point, though, like I actually spent some time today. That was like one day ago that I tweeted that even. Yeah, I I spent 10 minutes today. I was trying to look for people who were supporting Olshay or wanted Olshay to stay or were saying nice things. About. Ryan, I couldn't find any. I could even the people who have been the most staunch and in my view, illogically over enthusiastic Olshay supporters have now gotten to the point where this was a bridge too far for them. Well, everyone, By the way, saw, and I think, everyone saw the writing on the wall and it goes back to that Dwight James thing that I was saying, like if it's come to the point where they're launching an investigation, everyone's just assuming that he's out They're looking for cause. And I, so you can't necessarily, if you want, like, regardless, I mean, you can't, hitch your wagon to him at this point. And so you can't come out and defend him. Well, I I'm just saying like, I think if this were a different fan base in a different city, you'd be hearing a lot more cancel culture bullshit from people saying this is a witch hunt against Olshay. You're not seeing any of that. I think kudos to Portland's fans and analysts that I'm going to take, I'm going to take the good faith view that this isn't about, they see the writing on the wall that they legitimately think that this is not acceptable. I would like to believe that's why people have now changed their mind about supporting Olshay. At any rate, nobody wants this guy there. Nobody supports him. Everyone wants him out. It would be, how surprised? Okay, how disappointed? How frustrated? How surprised would you be if we get the news tomorrow that Neil Olshay is undergoing mandatory anger management classes and he's not been fired? Like, how pissed are you going to be if that ends up happening? I don't know if pissed would necessarily be the right word. I'd really? Be I'd, I'd be extremely disappointed. I you would be I, a little pissed. Okay. Pissing away Dame's prime here is a flawed roster construction. We're, is preventing not, him we're, from not, reaching. we're not, we're not talking about that. We're you not, have to look, but like I'm, I'm looking at it in the context of, of him to go back to just my, my overall generalization of him being an asshole. I, I would not be pissed, but I would be extremely disappointed that for now, as public as this has become, as we've seen people disappear and not be Olshay defenders, as we've seen more and more people come out, you know, the ones that are willing um, to, and I heard a different interview with uh, Dan Dicko, I believe on the radio the other day, uh, he talked about that, you know, there aren't a lot of people that are willing to come forward publicly because they'd still like careers in sports. Of course, and, it's hard and, to come forward and say, and, this kind and of he's, stuff. Like, really he's like, I have no interest in getting back into it. So I, I don't have the fear. I'm not trying to provide for my family and, and whatnot. So I, I'm more than willing to say my piece because my, my livelihood is dependent upon me being able to, or me talking out about this, you know, and that's not even just relating to the Blazers organization as itself. I mean, that goes back to that's how sports works. You know, if you come out as being this weird little 
for lack of a better term, a narc, like, does that affect you being able to get a job in a different market or whatever? But I, so I, I wouldn't be pissed. I would not be pissed off. I would, I would be, I would be slightly upset that the best chance and opportunity that has presented itself for the organization to just get rid of the guy and cut bait and bring somebody in that has fresh eyes and, and is, you know, can work with Billups and is willing to not just be like, I drafted this guy, so he must stay, you know, I, I would be mad that, that, that they let that opportunity slip through their fingers. But as far as the, if the investigation goes to that, we've are, you know, he's not allowed to do this. He's not allowed to do that. He has to, you know, take a step down in a job title and he's got to go through anger management. I it, I'd just be extremely disappointed. Yeah. And I also, I mean, to correct myself or to, to clarify, I, what's more important here is not the basketball piece of this. It's how people's mm-hmm. lives have been affected by it. People who are currently working on the team, if they are fearful for their job and, and cannot be their whole and best selves, can't be fully honest, can't speak out. That's what matters first and foremost. And yeah, like investigations like this can provide a really important opportunity for people to tell the truth when they have been afraid to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It's something that I personally in my career have had experience with. It's something that happens in sports. It happens in politics. It happens in large companies that ha- So like it's important that people, no matter where you work, you should feel okay expressing yourself and saying, this either makes me uncomfortable. Or I feel unsafe. By the way, like the interview with that former Clippers assistant coach that was on Canzano, um, Barry Hecker, he mentioned and look, like say what you will about Elgin Baylor as a GM of the Clippers. Again, from basketball side, maybe wasn't very successful, wasn't super successful in his tenure. <laughs> but he said, you know, he didn't micromanage you. Elgin Baylor did not look over your shoulder. He trusted you to do your job. He was empathetic. He was thoughtful. He was a good boss. And so like there are plenty of examples where in high pressure, high stakes organizations, you have people who treat people with respect and empathy. And that's important. It doesn't mean that you can't do a good job. It doesn't mean you can't even demand a lot of people. You can demand a lot of people. I think that's completely fair. You can demand a lot of your staff and say, these are my expectations we need to meet these. That's, that's fine. Just do it respectfully, do it, do it with empathy. And if people feel afraid that is best up. So, yeah. And one of the, one of the big things, I mean, like stuff that I think back on is, you know, I've been, you know, I've done freelance blazer writing for, I, I started that eight years ago or whatnot. I occasionally do it. You died every now and then I'll message you for our site. Well, I, 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 by the way, I wrote it up. I, I wrote that piece up. I hated it. I deleted it. So it's not Why coming back. Let me see it. Whatever. That's a conversation for another day. That's fine. But, uh, but no. And, and then, you know, now podcasting for the last four or five years. And so I've had a chance to talk to a lot of people that have inter- that regularly interact with Neil O'Shea. And, and there are plenty of times where we have gotten people to sit down in a chair, you know, back when, you know, at, at blazer tag, when we'd have people come in, they would literally drive up to Vancouver. Vancouver and come and sit in our little studio spot oh, I and, and, and do a podcast. Yeah. You were famously drunk there once too, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, drive, drive up to the studio and, and there would be a thing like based off what kind of news narratives were going around. It's I'd ask the question. I'm like, what's off topic. And they would literally say, don't try to get anything out of us about Neil. We don't want to lose our jobs. And this is not just, you know, one or two people. This is like, 
I don't have enough fingers and toes to count the people that I've talked to over the years that have told me such things. And I've reached out to a decent amount of them since all this stuff came out. And I've heard a lot of stories about a lot of different interactions and a lot of mistreatments and whatnot. And we're just, again, being a general asshole and every single one of them ends with, but I'm not associating my name to this because it, 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 there's just that fear, but yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's shocking. It's not shocking, but so I'm going to actually plug uh, plug this now. And I hope that he doesn't mind that I'm speaking on his behalf, but he did say it. Um, we have been running Well, we, um, Seth, who is sheriff of PDX on Twitter has been running these Twitter spaces 15 minutes after every blazers game. You should check them out. I have been there often. Uh, Dia Miller of blazers edge has been there. Keith and Chris of the trail casters have been there. It's a great place to go. You can listen to conversation. You can, you've had, you've had Chris Haynes, you guys have had Sean Hyken. I mean, Chris you, Haynes, you, Sean Hyken, Corbin Smith. We've had uh, yesterday, the one we had last night, we had a former uh, major league baseball player who was talking about leadership and how difficult it is to learn a new system. These are really, really cool. Plus, if you would like to share, you can also share your take. It's just, it's a cool place to get to talk to people. But the other day, Chris Burkhart, uh, again, of the trail casters, he worked at NBC Sports Northwest for a long, many, many years, for a long time. Yeah. And he shared his story about how he had tweeted a meme about the Blazers. It was a gif of something exploding. And the next day, Neil Olshay had sent this angry tirade of an email to Chris's boss about, oh, I can't believe he blah, blah, blah. And, and so I asked Chris straight up. And, and so I'm going to I'm going to just be really direct about this, that I wanted to know whether Chris himself felt like his job was in jeopardy because of Olshay. Now, Chris said emphatically, no, Chris said, I never felt like Olshay threatened my job. He was just annoying. He was just a micromanager and it was annoying to deal with. But my boss has always, ha- always had my back. Which is awesome to hear. And by the way, I'll well, say this too. There, like, there was a very famous precedent already set by that time, probably. And that was the Isaac Rop with 1080 the fan when um when Isaac Rop was on Talking Ball and literally over a tweet while Isaac Rop was on Talking Ball, you know, of him being disparaging of the team, that cost Rob his job at talking ball, which he was like, I was getting paid a very minuscule salary to do that. It did whatever that also exploded the relationship between the blazers and 1080, the fan, they stopped running their TV or the stopped running primetime, uh, on TV and led to, um, the blazers having their relationship with, um, over with iHeartRadio and, and 620 AM, you know, it, that com- one tweet from Rob, absolutely destroyed a relationship between two media members. Uh, Marcus Greaves, uh, I believe he works for coin six. Now he may have moved on. He was of 1080, the fan prior, but shortly after that, um, I think a year or two after that, that Rob fallout from 1080, the fan, um, he was at the blazers practice facility for a training camp or something. And old was there talking to somebody and, um, he know, and Marcus Greaves was there with his 1080, the fan, Mike, like you knew where he was from. They have the little mic wrap around, and apparently Olshay kept intentionally stepping back and stepping on Marcus's shoes, like some really nice, like sneakers, just weird, petty shit like that. So, yeah. So, um, 
I don't know. Like, I, I feel like we have we have wrung this lemon dry, although you did want to maybe I will give you the option of pivoting into something that you wanted to talk about, perhaps. I, I did because it was a fun little healthy argument. There's very rarely any of those. But you are very adamant about especially when this news broke about that there were media members being silent or that weren't giving their opinion or weren't giving I, if anybody was supposed to be able to see that, I have zero clue. I'm trying to get the camera has it's not focusing on me. See how it's focusing on outside and not me. I'm trying to fix its focus. Oh. Yeah. I'm just okay. a little blurry, whatever. It's what it is. All right. Well, <laughs> on audio, Threw nobody would have noticed. Focus. It's fine. Just can. Yeah. You're going to continue. Off my focus. Well, you're just shoving something up with the camera. Anyways, that's how the, the, behind, the, sausage, that, buddy. <laughs> behind the sausage, at least it's not a penis pick. That would have been awkward, but <laughs> oh my God. I would have had to launch an investigation into you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, just, you know, when, when this news broke of like, you didn't necessarily seem happy with local media and their reaction to it. And I just kind of want to, no, I don't well, know. Some people know. Yeah. Like my point was this, and I okay. defy you to disagree with what my point is. If probably you, will, if you are known for giving your two cents, for giving your opinion, for opining about everything having to do with the blazers and it's the beat that you either cover or that you have covered in the past and now all of a sudden oh that's interesting you haven't said shit about it you haven't said a damn thing and people are asking you why are you saying anything about this year well i'm gonna wait till the investigation's over bullshit look i'm just saying that as somebody who you know i worked at a newspaper. I was the opinion editor at my community college. I respect journalism. I also do understand you you can't burn every bridge. I I get that there's a, a give and take with not flaming the organization if you cover the Blazers, but there were some people who were suspiciously quiet. And yeah, I called it out. And yeah, it's annoying. And no, I wasn't the only one doing it. But yeah, so that's my point. I defy you to disagree with that. I don't disagree with the, the, exactly. The, and next also, topic. <laughs> we'll see how you edit that. No, I don't. Dis, I don't disagree with the basic premise of that. If you're known to just lambast every single, every single move, like per se, Terry or just Stotsky, talk about it or Terry just Stott, or literally Terry talk Stott. about the biggest story of the franchise of the entire year so far, a multi-day national story and you're silent. See, now that's where I take a disagreement to of the your silence, because I saw almost every local reporter that I follow, local journalists, put out something, but they waited till they could put out something that was along their lines of reporting. Jason Quick is known to do human interest pieces. He did have when he put out his piece, it was talking about his interactions and his his human side of his interaction with Neil O'Shea. Now, Jason, Which, by Quick, the way, he, I, I disliked that is, piece the more I read it. By the way, Jason, but Jason Quick is notorious for refute. He does not want himself in his articles. He wants to talk about others and get their hu- human experiences in his pieces. So when he has to write a piece in which he's talking about his human experiences with an individual, it makes him feel awkward. But, you know, uh, Aaron Fentress came out. Well, and wrote, by the way, whoa, Jason Quick gets a pass. 
I think in okay. this situation because he literally broke this story with Shams. That's when we first heard about it. So yeah, kudos to Jason Quick. He gets my yeah. credit for that. Yeah, yeah, and and so you know, Aaron French just came out with a very you know matter of factly kind of story or two or three. I can't remember that he put out. Um, I'm trying yeah, to they think. Were, of, they were they were press release recaps and they were public quotes from see, the team and, 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 and media and availability. But the dude is talking about all sorts of Blazers topics. He loves arguing with people and he always does it. And now he's just not talking about it. Okay. Wow. Like it's so whatever. Like it's okay. like, I'm not, I'm not holier than now. I'm just pointing it out. It does annoy me. It's whatever, you know, it's what it is there. It was funny. I was thinking, so one of the podcasts I listen to, I, I, I do listen to pod save America and uh, John Favreau started his new, one of his new little series. It's called offline. And it's kind of the basic premise of the series is kind of like how the internet has ruined absolutely fucking everything. <laughs> and his, his most recent interview was with uh, uh, Peter Hamby, uh, who currently ironically works works for the news division of Snapchat, which it was actually news to me that Snapchat has a news division, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Peter Hamby's written a lot of pieces kind of like how, how journalism has been affected by different, different eras of the internet and whatnot. And how, you know, uh, newspapers used to be funded by their classified ads and Craigslist killed that because then people stopped ad paying money to advertise their couch that they're trying to offload for a hundred bucks on, uh, in a newspaper. And they just put it up for free on Craigslist and you know how that medium shifts over to where now everything is revolving around that if you're a journalist and if you want to be a successful journalist, you need to be reactionary and drive traffic and, and, and put out, you know, opinion tweets to, to drive people to your fact-based reporting and, and all that. And, and he actually touched on the fact that when that's not there, when journalists don't, that they are more abomished by society now than they've ever been because people take that, that silence of giving an opinion that they expect as them, like condoning a behavior for lack of a better term. So here's my comparison. I don't think this is about the internet at all. Imagine it were 1971 and you had a columnist who did a daily column on food mm -hmm. on restaurants. And there's a big restaurant that opens the big brand new restaurant. Everyone's going to it and there's so much buzz and they're just not writing about the restaurant in the day one, day two, day three. And they're writing about all this other stuff. And, and they're just not writing about why are you not writing about this one restaurant? That seems kind of odd. Like, if you have a history, if you are continuously offering your opinion about the team, about literally everything, including speculation, and then you're hiding behind, well, this is speculation so far. I'm going to wait. It's bullshit. Like, I, that's that's not OK. Like, I think it's OK to point that out, point out the difference. And I do think it's important to say that mm -hmm. to be like, look. If, if you are going to use your platform for however small it is and you're talking about this stuff and now suddenly the story that's critical of Neil Shea comes up and you're just not offering your two cents, I think that we have every right to ask why that is. And I would postulate that the answer is preservation of access, which is an important part of being a journalist. And I kind of understand it. And I know it's a tricky balance, but I also think there it's fair to call it out. 
there is one other aspect that I can point to, and and that would be, and I have reached out to a couple of the, you know, a lot. Okay, of Mr. Lo- Insider a, Baseball, a Mr. Hey, Mr. Texty Fingers over here. Look, I don't have the inside connections you do. I'm not like do, in the white do. collar, you know, like Rose Garden parties with all these reporters you're <laughs> hobnobbing you, with. You do this for hey, I cast a lot <laughs> of lines over the last six, seven years, and you, uh, I'm not gonna lie, you don't lose those numbers because it comes in handy every now and then. But, you know, I reach out to a lot of them and basically there were some that are like, Hey, the public is demanding my head because I'm not giving an opinion on this. Well, then, I was yeah. already to give my, I, I was already <laughs> to give my opinion, but not just to please them. So fuck it. That's, so a, there, that's an insane that, take. I, and it's disingenuous. That's a disingenuous opinion. There's no I'm, way that that's the reason why it is. Hey, it was an answer. I, I got more than once. It's something well, I, I will I tell you. I don't. So I'm not saying that you're making that up. I'm suggesting that the answer you got (laughs) was disingenuous because that's bullshit. Like, again, it, 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 if you have a history of talking about stuff, you should talk about this. It's the biggest, it's the biggest story of the year. That's all. And okay, let's name names, Ryan, Dwight James. All right, Dwight James, I am coming for you. He said, I'm not going to say anything until the investigation's over. Basically. I don't know why he sounds like Batman all of, all of a sudden, but so Dwight James I'm is Batman, Batman. First of all, which I didn't know wow. until today. <laughs> Ruins Batman for me. <laughs> He looks a little more like the penguin. Did you see that Halloween costume? What was it? Uh, Robin Lopez and his partner, Robin Lopez is Batman. His partner was a penguin and she rocked the penguin to the my point wife, where it was terrifyingly, frighteningly good. My wife pointed that out to me. Yes. Oh, it was great. Dwight James. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Dwight. Like yesterday you said, well, here's who I think they might look for in a GM, but they're not looking for a GM yet. And then today he sneaks in and he's like, well, I'm breaking my silence to say that there's going to be a news. He said he's breaking his Twitter break. When has Dwight James ever taken a break from Twitter? He, he, so it's just, it, it's, it's uh, the, the writing is, is so here's my opinion. Brandon's opinion, not fact, not informed. I don't have texty fingers like Ryan over here. I'm not on the inside like he is. My opinion is that the writing's on the wall. The reason why you have people like Dwight James and Jason Quick talking about it is because the writing's on the wall. Olshay's probably going to be out, which is great. A couple days ago, I was not optimistic that that was going to happen. There's still a chance that he could stay, but I do think the writing's on the wall at this point, which is why Dwight is now talking about it. Like, that's my opinion. I could be wrong. You know, Dwight James, come at me. I'm at Golden PDX. <laughs> but like, I just, the, the, the main thing is like, <clears throat> if you're talking about the team and suddenly you're not, it's okay for people to ask why. That's totally fine. All right. Well, I think on that note, Let's take a break, strong pivot, come back, actually talk about some basketball. Sound good? Fine. And we're back, I guess. Uh, Ryan had a skeleton there. If um, you follow me on Twitter at GoldnerPDX, you can see a picture of said skeleton. What I said was that I melted Ryan with one of my hot takes. He's now a skeleton, uh, kind of like Indiana Jones style. Uh, I forget which one it was, but not trying to compare you to a Nazi or anything, but it kind of looked like the skin had melted right off your body and you turned to a skeleton. Um, so I tried to steal the Holy Grail. Okay. <laughs> those are the Nazis that were going after that, right? Am I getting that wrong? That, no, you're, you're, yes, you're, you're fifth, 
43 year movie reference uh, is, I don't know. is spot on. I, I'm not even a huge Indiana Jones fan, so whatever. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't not like it. I just, I'm not a huge fan. So as long as we can all agree that the last one sucked, we're good. I haven't seen it. So sure. Don't, don't. I won't. Under no circumstance. Don't worry. Uh, you know what else sucks? Ryan, the Blazers, the Blazers. on the road. <laughs> well, at least on the road, they, they are winless on the road. I believe they're one of a, a very small handful of teams who've not yet won a road game. One of two teams the Blazers and, and the Houston Rockets who they're playing tomorrow in Houston. And we hope that the Blazers win. Um, but you just never know. Do you, uh, the Blazers are coming off a disappointing one Oh nine to one nineteen loss to the Phoenix suns, which was on the heels of a disappointing one Oh nine to one seventeen loss to the Clippers. I watched the suns game pretty intensely. I was particularly lit. This is probably the first game of the season that I was like doing that thing where you watch and then you go back and rewatch the play and you kind of do that enough. So by the time you get to the commercials, you can skip forward. Like I was really trying to figure out what they were doing. Well, yeah, and, you were bringing the hot magic Johnson takes last night. You know what? So, okay, here's the deal with that. I used to do daily. Well, uh, I, I, I did the recaps for blazers edge for uh, at least one full season and part of another, I think. And I also used to run their Twitter account. So I, I used to tweet live tweet every game, 82 games a season. And that's what I would do. I would try to get the flow of the game. And if, if you were to check in on Twitter, you could kind of see what was happening, which by the way, not people used to do that a lot more than they do now. Very few people, Casey Holdall kind of still does it, but there are very few people who are actually live tweeting the flow of the game, which I think could be useful if you're like doing something and you're checking Twitter. So maybe I'll do more of that. I don't know, but nah, see, no, see the reason it died down is because there's so much of a disparity between how people are watching your cable feed, your streaming, your legal streaming feed and your illegal streaming feed are off by a grand total sometimes of by about two minutes. So True. like if Casey is, has stated that he's tried to tone down a little bit of his live tweeting kind of like of, you know, those kind of things are like last minute shot kind of stuff. Like he'll hold it back like about 30 seconds because you get a lot more people that is especially before the Blazers made their switch, you know, that we're seeing on YouTube TV. I had timed it out. It was a minute and six seconds that I was behind quote unquote live like in the arena. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, no, not even, not even uh, like it in the arena and cable are within like the, the seven second, the seven second delay or whatnot. So by the time somebody's typed out a tweet and hit send, you've seen the thing that they're talking about. But yeah, with YouTube TV, there was a minute and seven second delay between the cable feed and the YouTube TV feed. There were people that were watching it on Hulu live that it was even longer. So there has actually been a, a, a big push lately in sports to not necessarily be as on top of now you, in your case, I believe your feed that you watch it through is, is the laggiest of feeds. So you're, <laughs> you're safe to do it. We all saw what you're talking about four minutes ago. Yeah, I, I, I was a little rusty on the live tweeting. I was actually trying to be more commenting on a theme that was happening at the time rather than like in the moment. Although there were some like when Nas got a block and um, anyway, the point was that I watched that game really deeply. And I was trying to figure out what was happening and I was um, 
I'm still optimistic on the whole. Uh, my optimism is slowly waning, um, and I think that that's fair. Uh, the Blazers now find themselves at 24th on defense, fifth on offense, according to Cleaning the Glass, which, by the way, that should sound pretty familiar to you. That was the whole problem with Coach Stotts. Like, they were top five offense and bottom 25 defense. That's basically where they are right now. And I know there's been a lot made. Let me ask about this. There's been a lot made about the disparity between how they play at home and how they play on the road. What do you take from that? Because I have a take on this. I have a hot take that will melt you right back into a skeleton. But like they're playing so much better at home than on the road. What's your take on that? I mean, part of it is a little bit of the home cooking or whatnot. Uh, there has been games where obviously now, you know, this is my first season in two years that players have been able to allow outside of their hotel room when they're traveling on the road. So, you know, there, there's been a couple games where I've known, you, you know, ner- Actually, I'm not, make, I'm, I guess you do that at your hotel room. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Nurks looked hung over like one or two times on some road games or whatnot, where you're seeing like a lack of energy, you know, there is, you know, we discussed last week on, on, it's not necessarily the, how much do you want to buy into the Damian Lillard injury thing? But like when he came up on his, his driving layup the other night, I, uh, um, who they play before the Suns? Why am I blanking Clippers. on this? Clippers and the Clippers game when he came up and he was literally holding like that yeah. changed the, the rest of his game and whatnot. And you kind of saw a little bit lingering effects, but as I had said at the time when we recorded last week, that that's something that he's had to manage his entire career. So resting him isn't necessarily the case. And we're kind of seeing that now he's, he's, his numbers are getting back up. There's three point shooting still abysmal, but technically so is the entire team. I mean, at one point in time, they were Oh, of 13, last night. So the one yes. thing that I, I that At I do the half, of, which yeah, well, is just, yeah, terrible. I think it was like six and a half minutes left in the third quarter and Norman Powell hit their first three or something like that. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, it, there's something to the, to the home crowd, the home cooking energy, the being able to sleep in your own bed, have your own routines and whatnot. And I'm, I am kind of curious if maybe there is a little bit of an aspect of that, you know, you do get a little bit of freedom on the road per se. And, and I, at the same point in time, it's like the entire league is now going through that change. So then technically you should see that kind of road dip with everybody, but there are teams that are undefeated on the road this year so far. So I, I, I want to actually, you mentioned Damian Lillard. I want to talk about him and and the fact that he needs to rest. But first, my hot take about the home and away. I think it's really as simple as like the games that they had at home that they got these major blowouts. The Blazers are playing different teams. Couldn't game plan for it because they have a new coach and they were playing differently and they were catching teams a little bit by surprise. I think at this point, teams AD had the shits on Saturday against the Lakers. Also so. true. Um, <laughs> I think at this point, the Blazers are now they are not benefiting from catching people by surprise. People have a 12 game sample size where they can scout, but the Blazers themselves still have not learned these systems well enough to be comfortable with them. So Mm -hmm. you have this like diminished return on what they're trying to do. Plus, people know what they're doing. I think it's less about home and away, and I think it's more about like when the games have been played. That's my hot well, take. And, well, and the, the, like there's the game plan. Uh, for one, this shouldn't be a, a new shock and surprise, but we, I, I think, you know, you saw, I saw the, the picture on Twitter of Paul George when he's in the Clippers locker room, and you can see part of their whiteboard right behind him, and it literally just says, you know, for uh, like under the category of like weaknesses, attack, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Anthony Simons slash bench, you know? So, I mean, it's, that's, that's your points of attack. And so like, but that, that, that book has been out forever. I think one of the things I, I both find it 
slightly comical and slightly worrisome is because all this off season, everyone kept talking about when we're talking about Chauncey's coaching philosophy and what he's going to bring. And he's talking about his accountability and whatnot. Um, it, it's that, well, accountability on the defensive end, accountability on the defensive end. Oh, we're not worried about the offense, not worried about the offense, not worried about the offense. I'm fucking worried about the offense now. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look great. Um, yeah. d- part of that is that Dame doesn't look great. And the Dame I think is not healthy and I think he needs to rest. That's part of it. But part of it's that they're not comfortable in my view. I mean, I put out a pretty big thread on Twitter. Um, it, it went through <laughs> basically I'm, what I'm trying to say in this thread is that the ideal offensive and defensive system in the hypothetical may not work for the people you have playing it based on what they enjoy doing, what they're used to doing, what they're able and willing to do. And I postulated that maybe what the Blazers were at their best under coach Stotts was the team maximized for who they had around them. Right. That like mm-hmm. as much as, Oh yeah. Like I really agree in the hypothetical with how Chauncey Billups is approaching his offense and his defense that maybe it just isn't going to work. Like maybe it is that they need more time, but maybe that's not it. Like I think people should be prepared like this, this, this notion that the Blazers are just figuring it out and they will get better. Not necessarily. Maybe they won't. I think people should be prepared for that. I'm not saying that they're definitely not going to get better, but they might not. I think people should be prepared yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's, it, it is kind of weird for as much as uh, Chad doing is always uh, shit on the team for when they play crappy, how he is just taking a complete well, I'm going to wait and see this year. Oh, it's, it's a lot of changes. It's a lot of changes. Well, there, there is something to that, but there's also something to the fact that this starting unit that the Blazers are running out now that has played the fourth most minutes together out of any team in the league is the same starting unit that did produce the fourth most efficient offense in the league last year. And so I do get that. Yes, there is a little bit of feeling out, but for five guys that have played a bunch of minutes together over the course of the tail end of last season, post trade deadline, when norm came in, there shouldn't be as much feeling out as where you're seeing errant passes of not knowing where somebody's going to be and not knowing where a guy likes a shot and not understanding a different player's tendencies and those kind of things. And seeing that is now worrisome. Yeah. I mean, I'm still firmly in the patience camp, but I am entertaining the thought that, Patience will not solve it. Like, I still think it's more likely than not. I'm still saying this. I'm still optimistic. I think it's more likely than not that they do need more time to figure this out and that the the way that they would like to play with more movement, not just having Dame pound the air out of the ball defensively, that they're a little bit more nimble, that they rely more on communication and movement and mobility, that because in the abstract that makes sense and because these players are committed and they want to win and they're and they're athletic enough to do it, that, that, that it'll work out. I'm still yeah. hopeful that that's the case. However, hypothetical to you. So like say Norman Powell goes down with a, uh, a left quad strain and he's questionable to play in the Houston game tomorrow. Who would you start in his place? Because that news just came out. So it's not a hypothetical. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nance are you gonna, question are mark you, Covington at the three Nance at the four. 
I, I what would you do? That, or I, I, maybe they'll pull a Coach Stotts and jam Tony Snell in there. Remember how like Coach Stotts would just like jam that's some. That's actually what dude. I was gonna say. Don't. <laughs> that's actually what I was gonna say. Don't fuck with the bench unit. Nas has been playing great with the bench unit. Nas is the the obvious person to get the bump up here, but I would keep Nas in the bench and I'd throw Tony Snell into the starting lineup. Why I just, not? Let's see. I just tweeted out uh, to that news. I tweeted out Tony Snell time, baby. Yeah. With yeah, the annoying I, four Y's on it. One, two, three, five. In fact, five Y's. Even more annoying. Uh, so, yeah. I, okay. Damian Lillard, really quick. I think he's injured. Do you think he's injured? Do you think he should rest? We've already talked about this. Let's talk about it again because he looks even more injured now than he did before. He took fewer threes than Frank Kaminsky. He had a career night. Good for him. Kaminsky could not be stopped. Frank Kaminsky was the second coming of basketball. Jesus. That was, that was, was. that was white Wilt Chamberlain. We got to witness greatness last night. Unreal. Dame looked so good from the mid range last night. But the problem was he was passing up threes that he would normally be, take. Be, That's the problem and, with that. And 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 I I applaud that. If his three is not falling right now, get I, points the way you can get points. I, I would applaud it if it were mental, if it were a mental block he needs to work through. I don't applaud it if he needs to rest. If he literally the most important part of his game, he's not confident in rest. Like that's I, I mean, I don't know. That shouldn't even be a hot take. Like I, you're sitting not there smirking. Happen. Like I just don't, it's not because I, I know it's not going to happen, and I hate wasting my breath on it. And let you convince Damian Lillard to take some games off, and you're the I, one who probably has his phone number, not me. <laughs> I have his I have his agents. Bro. There you go. <laughs> Look at you over here. So okay, all right. So we'll leave that aside. So the, the Blazers, yes, Norm Powell's not going to play, or he's questionable. That sucks. They're playing Houston tomorrow. Then they play the Nuggets on Sunday. By the way, the Nuggets will be without Michael Porter Jr., who has, you know, he was ultra super red flagged and he was drafted for back problems. He has a back problem now. That's not great. They also don't have Jamal Murray. Um, these Nuggets back. Jokic will be back from his suspension, which I mean, we're not going to really talk about it, but like both him and Morris should have been suspended forever. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like I just, they're both dirty players, whatever the Rockets, Did either one of them take eight steps off the bench though. <laughs> it's like, Hey, I saw you coming off the bench suspended, buddy. Um, the Rockets tomorrow win. Well, I mean with or without Norman Powell, the Blazers should win. Right. I mean, they should, right. This Rockets team has what negative one wins? Like where I don't even know where they are. Like, so I mean, Christian Wood. It depends on what kind of performance he gives. Uh, I would have thought that you know, oh, you would have Christian Wood get it. D. Yeah, or underperforming centers that Nurk could absolutely feast against them. But I have been proven wrong time and time and time again. So quick I don't update: know. the Rockets have one win. They are one in ten. Ryan, one win. We'll probably gift them their second one. Oh my God. I, so we're going to get the fabled players only meeting. If they lose this game tomorrow, I'm just saying Should have had the freaking players only meeting like a week ago yeah, to figure they're out five and shit. seven, it, but, but the Celtics pulled the trigger on a players only meeting a week ago and they've Tom, turned it around. Tom Thibodeau benched his starters from midway through the third quarter. And then they like made a comeback against the bucks and then almost won. But then he, didn't put the starters back in and the bench was gassed at that point. Anyway, Rockets tomorrow. The Rockets have won one game. The Blazers 
should win this game. The Blazers are not playing their best. They should still win. Even without Norman Powell, they should still win. Nuggets on Sunday, no Michael Porter Jr. That may be like an addition by subtraction thing because he's not been playing this well this year. Any well this year anyway. That's going to be a tough game. It's at altitude. I don't know how much that matters. Um, they just need to win tomorrow. That's the thing. And then they they come back home. Raptors on Monday, Bulls on Wednesday. That's me a loss. Um, but I will I will be at that Raptors game. I am taking nice. my child. I am taking my child. My son has an obsession. He has two teams. He's a fan of, he is a fan of the Blazers and more specifically CJ McCollum. In fact, he wants me to reach out to CJ again and see if I can get uh, us to get down on the court. Uh, tempted is to do birthday that coming up or what? Oh, my birthday. That, that's what happened. The time that it happened before is that I think he, he misinterpreted that as it was your son's birthday. <laughs> I am fully aware. And he did. And, and yeah. I, and I corrected him when we chatted on the court afterwards. And I was like, no, it was my birthday. And, and he, was he was like, like what did I do? <laughs> he was like, well, crap, I wouldn't have given you tickets. I was like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. And, and, I and, don't blame him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, my, and then his other favorite team is the Raptors because he loves Jurassic Park. So uh, he, he said it will be the best game I ever take him to because no matter what his team wins. And maybe CJ McCollum and Pascal Siakam will do a jersey swap at midcourt and we'll get Siakam on the team and all will be right with the world. Old if that, happen, if that happens, I forever lose my son to being a Raptors fan. His uh, favorite player will be on his other favorite team and he will forever be a Raptors fan. And I don't know if I could save him. That's pretty funny. I don't want to look too far ahead. They just, they need to beat Houston. I mean, I, I don't like trap game because they're be like they need to win like that's that's they're, all they're all trap games now they really are all right is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to touch on i want to give one more plug again if you're on twitter uh hashtag hoop spaces we're doing these twitter spaces they're just audio rooms where we hang out 15 minutes after every game we're trying to get ryan you need to go to one of these at some point they're really fun um it's really good to hear from people and it's been like respectful awesome conversation we've had reporters and, and you uh, want me there I, you're fine come on so um <laughs> that was my that i just wanted to plug that one more time because seth you know at sheriff of pdx has been doing an incredible job hosting those so thank you thank you for doing that anything else you want to hit on before we bounce got nothing let's bounce i'm hungry i gotta go cook dinner uh it's fair i had a um i had <laughs> this is this is very lazy of me but uh, for lunch i literally just had like a 10 ounce steak and nothing else just that it's <laughs> literally all i had uh it was uh, delicious hey the other day i, I mean because the job site i'm at working down in the vancouver waterfront it's like a five minute drive for me to uh, come back home for lunch so the other day i came home from lunch and i had the adult grown-up lunch of cinnamon toast crunch Wow. That sounds pretty good. Actually, man, I, I can't buy cereal cause I would just eat all of it. Um, okay. You go cook food. In the meantime, everybody come and follow us at like the blazers on Twitter. You can follow Ryan at the witty Ryan. You can follow me at golden PDX. You can also find us at we like the blazers.com or on pretty much any podcatcher at this point. And also on YouTube at we like the blazers until next time. I appreciate you all. Thanks for joining us. Do we have, uh, I mean, it's a holiday and everybody else is doing it. Is there a subscriber count that we're trying to get to by a certain holiday? I just, I, I, know, I, I, keep I, I feel that. so left out. We're yeah. at like on YouTube, we're at like 20. So let's get to 25. No, I, 20, you know, 25 by Christmas. Let's go. We are look, Ryan, we are not going to pay for fake subscriptions and fake downloads and fake views. We're just not going to do it. So we're going to build our growth organically. We actually still have to do that giveaway, which is kind of bribing people, but it's also helping a local business. Business. Um, 
we yeah, really need go- to do that. Like great, great golf weather now too. Well, here's the thing. It's not great golf weather, but it is almost Christmas gift time. So that part of it does make sense. So maybe we'll wait until, you know, around your birthday or a little bit after. Um, we like the Blazers. We like you. Thank you all for joining us. Appreciate you all. Until next time, I'm Brandon. That's Ryan. And go Blazers. Go Blazers. <laughs> okay. Hey, by the way, by the way, bitch, you haven't responded to my birthday invite on on uh, on Facebook yet. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I have not hit the stop record button. <laughs> uh, okay. Recording there you go. stop. Um, now I have. I-